listening to Warriors Backstory to Evil. Hi, welcome to the sort of in-between season. Normally, as you know, I like to talk about the Warrior Cat book series, but... For three or four episodes, we are going to be talking about one of my other favorite series, Wings of Fire. Let's hop right into it. Animus Magic. For those of you who don't know, Animus Magic is the power to enchant inanimate objects, such as, for example, I enchant this rock so when it touches someone, it'll have their all of their wounds healed, such as broken bones and bruises. Or, I enchant this scroll to fly up into the air, gently bap the roof of the ceiling, or float down into my talons. It is a very rare power to have and is often hereditary. The current known alive animus dragons with this power by the end of the 14th book are an enemy of the sea wings, Jerbo the third of the sand wings, and turtle of the sea wings and stone mover of the night wings. Animus dragons. Turtle is a sea wing prince, mother queen coral, and father gill, now dead. He was highly responsible for stopping Darkstalker and being a coward. I'm hopefully going to come up with an episode with a better analysis on him because I recently reread Talents of Power and I wanted to do an episode on why I relate to him a lot. Joe the Third, Jerboa the Third analysis. Hmm. An enemy is a sea wing who is actually given animus power by Turtle, but I'll go over that in a later episode. A stone mover was a Nightwing who created several animus objects for the Nightwing tribe during the War of Sandwing Succession, including two of the tunnels that led from the rainforest to the desert and the rainforest to the hidden Night Kingdom. This is a very overpowered, well, power, and you can do practically anything with it. So to make it more balanced, there's bound to be a price. The price of this magic is the cost of your soul. It's unclear what this exactly means, but mostly if you use your magic too much, an, uh, you go insane. An example of this happening is when Albatross of the Sea Wings used his magic to benefit his tribe when suddenly he snapped and tried to murder his entire royal family. It's called the Royal Sea Wing Massacre, and it left nine dead, including his daughter, and according to the Wings of Fire Wiki, an unnamed Sea Wing musician, who Try, died trying to fight Albatross. Oh, say can you see? My guess is that Tui T. Sutherland, the author of Wings of Fire, was coming up for the idea of Animus Magic, but realized that this was going to completely break the worlds of Wings of Fire because of how freaking overpowered it was. This is a good idea and puts a limit on what would usually be a completely broken power, saying that there are ways around it. Icewing Animi, Animuses, I don't know what to call them, do one big gift that would benefit their entire tribe and then never use their magic again. It's a clever strategy and is the best out of what other dragons do to stop this power. Next up is what the Skywings do. They are the second best possible strategy. When a dragon with Animus magic is born, they well, we'll kill them. It's brutal, but since this power is hereditary, they can exterminate the animus magic in the Skywing bloodline. 
The second worst thing you can do is just use your magic freely. You're basically asking for a mag massacre. Use your magic to make your life easy, and then you're enchanting dragons, making weapons, and it's possibly the worst thing that you can do. If you have animus magic powers and you are trying to prevent them from destroying your soul, here is the very worst thing that you can do. Enchant something to protect your soul. This is a terrible idea. As seen in Darkstalker, if you protect, protect your soul, there's nothing stopping you from using your magic freely for whatever the frick you want. Even if you are evil and have animus magic, the fear of losing your soul is going to stop you from doing well the bigger spells. There is an exception for this though. The variation of the soul spell that Kibli came up with for Turtle and Anemone would stop you from using your magic for selfish things and affecting others' free will. Coming back to protecting your soul, if you protect it, sure you could say that you're doing it so you don't go homicidal, but it's also an excuse to have infinite power. If you only use it for good things, even if you only use it for good things. But this brings me to another one of my points. In Talons of Power, Turtle and Tamarin are having a nice conversation, where she brings up a lot of good points. Here's a quote. This will be quite a long quote because I want to get the full meaning in. I wouldn't want to be an animus. I don't know how anyone could stay good with all that power. What if they only used it for good things? Um, but who gets to decide what's a good thing? Dragons would always be asking you for spells or telling you your choices are wrong, and I think that sometimes it's hard just to tell what's good and what's easy. Aren't those the same? What's wrong with making life easier? It depends. For instance, an animus dragon might think, I'll make all of our medicinal herbs appear. Uh, magically in the healer's tree house, so we never have to go looking for them again. Obviously that's good, right? But we'd, all, we'd stop looking, learning how to look for them, and we'd stop experimenting with uh, new ones to see how those would affect dragons in different ways. And we'd stop thinking about it all because everything would just be too easy. There is a difference between good and easy, though. For instance, if you make, like, t if life becomes too easy, then, well, the movie Wally showed us what would happen if that happened. Also, making your life easier, for instance, uh, might include making everyone like you. Does that ring a bell? Small things like that that might affect others' free will uh, might come across as just good or easier. Then the line between good and bad spells starts to blur, and you drift off into other bad things. Let's move on to s into something more exciting. Animus versus Animus battles. In Talons of Power, Turtle and an enemy had a battle. While it was exciting, Turtle and an enemy could have cast much more effective spells, so I had so many ideas that I felt that I should write a list. So I did. Welcome to How to Fight an Animus Dragon. These are all my ideas. Encase them in stone. Make them ten times weaker. Make, not, make them not able to move. Can't cast spells. Frickin' kill them. Give yourself the power of teleportation. Power of invisibility. Pow teleport them somewhere. Jerboify them. Make them not want to fight. Lose their wings. Drop the floor beneath them to the frickin' core of the earth. Invisible wall that they can't go through. Obey your command. God freaking voodoo doll! Slow them down. Protection scales. Duplicate yourself. Turn them to sand. Torture them till they give up and become your personal servant for eternity. Spears that can't miss. Lightning strike. And lastly, poison the air around them. Keep in mind, this is only if you would like to kill them. 
To wrap up this episode, I would like to talk about what happened in the 14th book, when Draboa, or I guess Boa, destroyed Animus magic for good. What I think is, despite Tui's best efforts, Animus magic was just too powerful, so she had to get rid of it. I don't think we'll be seeing Animus magic again. It had an Animus binding, so no Animus dragon could reverse it. The second arc dealt like dealt with powers like that, and in the end, had a magic supervillain. It wrapped up the plot of Animus Magic, and now in this series, if we had Animus Magic, it would be too easy to defeat up-and-coming villains like Wasp. There would be no challenges with characters like Turtle at the end of their arcs. Therefore, you could just get rid of it. That was Animus Magic. I hope you enjoyed my TED Talk. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Emma. Oh my god, thank you, thank you. Enough, really, enough, really. Oh, a standing ovation. Really, guys, this is... Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Quick thanks to Ravenblaze for voice acting Tamron. Happy New Year.